Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Okay, great. I somehow, I don't know how, but I missed this last year and was in just an absolute sea of confusion the whole time. But I am very pleased to announce that this year during Bama Rush, I have made it. <gasps> I have made it. I'm here on TikTok for it. Oh my God. Year. You're on Bama Rush TikTok? Wow. I'm on it. I understand it now. Right. The <laughs> jokes the make hype. sense. Yeah. And I am undeniably obsessed i get it yeah i get the hype i'm very happy for you i'm scared for these girls because i feel like there's so much more at stake i feel like than there was last year and also it feels like weird for like the university perspective of like also like sororities are really weird about social media in general so it's like is this even i'm just very confused with the politics and like the actual logistics of bam rush I but i am invested in it i saw someone I saw a theory going around that the reason why there's less of coverage this year is not because any of these universities are actually taking precautions, because why would they do that? Right. It's just free publicity at this point. (laughs) Right. Um, But instead, because um, they are being told not to still make uh, TikToks, but to not post them because Netflix is filming a documentary for it. Oh, shit. That would be interesting. Because I've seen quite a few, and every one of them I've seen I've tried to engage with so that uh-huh. my algorithm knows, like, I am inter- I'm, I'm curious about what right. this is, which is naturally my algorithm has skewed in a way that's very straight and weird. Yeah. Um, which is scary. Right. <laughs> it's not a safe space. <laughs> um, and I keep trying to tell it, like, no, I'm, no, I'm, this is like a nature documentary for me. I'm curious. Right. I don't, I just I don't want this specific care. type of white womanhood. Is that possible? Right. <laughs> is that, <laughs> no, it's like, I need David Attenborough to like narrate what's happening here for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually need uh, anything else from this side of this world, please. Anyways, welcome to uh, Into the Twilight. We're sometimes <laughs> into we the Bama Rush. <laughs> Bama Rush. But most of the time, we do, we do not do that. Hi, how how are you? It's been a while. It's been a minute. I am tired, same. but I'm here. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. You know what I mean? Um, God, same. <laughs> that's my vibe. Um, but I do want to bring something that has given me an immense amount of joy. Please. It is... So I love Mike's Mike, right? He is a great YouTuber. He makes like a lot of fun, like pop girly videos. I think he did a lot of videos about Twilight too. But I kind of fell off because he started making these really, really long videos. And I was like, I don't think I have the attention span for that at this current moment. Sure. But I found myself recently being like, you know what? I think now's the time. And I started with his, I think the series that really made him blow up, which is an unhinged recap of Pretty Little Liars. <gasps> okay. There are three like two hour long videos. So it's six hours total. I'm not finished with it yet. This is my dream kind of Goes person. full investigative 
flow charts. He has pictures on the wall. He has a, uh, like the pointer sticks that you have as a teacher or whatever. There's like strings in between all the characters of how they're related to each other. He goes through everything in excruciating detail. Um, I read the Pretty Little Liars books growing up. Like I read all of them probably. Like, Damn. however like 20 30 of them maybe i probably stopped at like 20 i watched like the first episode of the show and i was like this actually makes me angry and i don't like it and i'm not gonna watch it so i never <laughs> watched it so now i'm like getting this like secondhand account of everything every second of everything that happened in this television show he in a very funny so way in this thumbnail yes and it's it's truly like an, a herculean effort and it's incredible. It's incredibly funny. It's very thorough, as you can imagine. So I'm obsessed with him again, um, because this series is fantastic. Um, I'm very excited about the Glee one, but I think that one is still in progress. He's not like, I don't think he's finished with it yet. Because he right, likes to take his time. Right, because it has to end with him killing Matthew Morrison. <laughs> right, he has to like, yeah, fully destroy him in a battle. Right. One, the absolute dedication, first of all. Right? God. I can imagine having that idea. But having the executive functioning to follow through on something like that, I, I absolutely cannot. Like, there's no way. That is perfect. I love a long YouTube video. Yeah, So same. now I'm very excited because um, I did drop off of Pretty Little Liars. So this is very, this is very good news for me. Um, how are you doing, my friend? I am also tired. Yeah. Um, but I'm here I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> what I bring as my happy thing this week is a little bit, um, listen, it's a journey, but I want to fall, just follow me on this one. I have ADHD. And one thing that I often find about myself that I thought was normal, but apparently is not as normal is a fun little thing that I call echolalia. Where I just in my head will have like a phrase or a lyric or often just like a really random brand from a pair of jeans that I just repeat all the time. Mm-hmm. That's just a fun little thing. Fun that little my quirk, yeah. <laughs> to torture me on a daily basis. And something that got stuck in my head this past week that resurfaced after quite a long time were these multiplication songs that I learned back in third grade mm. <laughs> to help me learn the fucking multiplication chart that ter- like fucking terrorized me. Yeah. And so what I wanted to bring as my happy thing this week is mnemonic devices. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> These fucking things saved my life. Yeah. And still do, mostly when it comes to things like math. Yeah. Um, and, and just numbers in general. I would say that back when I was a lot younger, because I always thought that mnemonic devices were things like, and they are, they can be things like acronyms and acrostics, But, like, there's a lot for math, and as someone who loved math as a kid, before Mm -hmm. they started putting letters into math, that was was super helpful for me. I Did you ever learn multiplication songs? Um, I think I did, as I'm also a little bit skewed, because I 
started in school in Montessori. So I didn't really, there was a few years where I wasn't doing a lot of like real learning. You know what I mean? It was a lot of like experiential. You were more focused on like washing your feet in buckets and stuff. Right. <laughs> I did. I, I, we did not do that to my knowledge, but maybe I repressed it. I don't know. I just remember playing like a lot of computer games, Um, to be honest. Sure. <laughs> not like yeah. a lot of real learning. I was also the kind of kid I gave numbers like personalities. Like they all like had relationships to each other and that like made me understand Whoa. numbers. Like, you know, like seven was like obviously super cool and like three was like a little brother or something it was like i had like little relationships in my mind and so that's how my brain worked that's so interesting yeah so to remember all of the threes the apparently the multiplication song was taught to the tune of jingle bells okay even to this day as a grown-ass adult we'll still use that <laughs> fours were to uh row your boat fives were happy birthday interesting now that i think about it a lot of these were very like holiday songs but sixes were right. <laughs> uh deck the halls okay and sevens were are you sleeping the like french frere jaca yeah 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 this must have been something that maybe they did you know, like one teacher thought of in the 70s and they were like, I'm a fucking genius. I'm right, write this I did down. it. <laughs> right? So this is just a an ode to mnemonic devices um, that just get stuck in my head at random times where I'm just singing fucking Frere Jaca. <laughs> just <laughs> to do some math. The numbers <laughs> instead of the lyrics. So Wow. We have a little smattering, a little charcuterie board of current events. A bit of our charcuterie, yeah. I would love to start us off here with a little bit of crime. Yes, I love Crime Corner. Welcome back. (laughs) Yes, yeah, just a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, I would say, it is still crime, um, but a very low stakes crime. Mm -hmm. Um, This is from The Age. Uh, It is a a Melbourne-based news network. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are reporting... (laughs) That a local cinema in in Melbourne <laughs> um, is putting out a plea for information because a cardboard cutout of our favorite vampire, Edward Cullen, uh, was stolen this past week at Carlton Cinema Nova there. Oh my gosh. They had just had an all-night Twilight marathon with all five of the films running back to back, which sounds like a dream. Yeah. And afterwards, someone just took the cardboard cutout and they were like, um, excuse me. (laughs) We need this. Um, I mean, but do they though? Like, do they? they What are they going to do with it? There's quite a few things that were told about this heist that I love. The first thing is one of the employees um, from Cinema Nova says about the cutout. He's got a huge crinkle in the middle of his face, which makes him distinctive. (laughs) (laughs) The employee goes on to continue and says, we checked the security footage and it's a four person heist. Ah, incredible. I love they have, like, the CCTV footage, too. They're, like, enhanced. Look at these people. Just, like... <laughs> it's so... It's so great. 
Um, yeah, they, they say here, continuing on, it looks to me like they were watching when someone was distracted. They had lookouts on the stairs and they were watching the candy bar. When they knew that the staff were busy serving, they grabbed the cardboard cutout and made a run for it. And there is a photo of the cardboard cutout here. Yeah. When I read the description here of where it said a huge crinkle in the middle of his face, I interpreted that as being uh, vertical, like yeah. folded. <laughs> right. Um, I was incorrect no. in that assumption. <laughs> it is a horizontal crinkle going uh, from cheek to cheek across Edward's nose. Like fully in the middle of his face. <laughs> yeah, like bisecting him horizontally. It's horrifying. I, I hate it. Like imagine this in your room or wherever right. you put this. Haunting. Um, yeah. I do love too that they note that um, they left before the movies were finished <laughs> like they didn't watch all five of them someone the says they're movies, fake fans which like honestly accurate but also they did they had to do a heist you know what i mean you gotta do what right. you gotta do they in these came, times they came for what they needed could you share a little bit more movie news while we're on the topic Ooh, movie news yes i can um we we're, we t- heard about this a few weeks ago at this point. Yeah, um, I guess it's not new, new. It's not new, new, but it's like, but it it's current. relevant. It's current. Um, Miss Dakota Johnson is booked and busy. Um, yes. And she is going to be Madam Web or in Madam Web, the Spider-Man Marvel movie, um, which is interesting. She's getting her bag. You know, she's absolutely getting her coin. This cast is also wild because it's like it's Sydney weird. Sweeney is in it, and also Adam Scott is there, and it's like, okay, what is this movie going to be? I yeah, I have questions about this film. I do not understand. I will say though, with Sydney going off about how she does not make money from Euphoria, right. um, yeah, I'm hoping that this movie will help. Yeah, so she could take a a break. <laughs> not have right. to work on every show in television right now our last piece here is shocking sad confusing mm. and also i would say ill-timed yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after this episode this is our penultimate episode for blood promise we have one mm-hmm. more after this um and then we have some really special episodes coming up yes yes we do one of which is going to be us finally discussing First Kill. Yes. Sci-fi, this is not your fault. You are just simply the messenger of this news. Right. The news, unfortunately, being that Netflix has decided to kill another one of their children. Yeah. And First Kill has been sacrificed (laughs) for no no reason, arguably against what all of the data has been showing. Right, because, like, people were obviously, like, ragging on it when it came out. Like, the reviews were not all very good. There were some, you know, some good ones in there. But, like, for the most part, it was kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's definitely a first effort. It's definitely rushed, which there's obviously a lot of production uh, problems with the production and, like, the timing and stuff. Like, there were things going on. So, like, that makes sense to me. But, like, when it came out, like, when it dropped, it was, like, you know, in the top ten on Netflix for a lot of people. Like, it was doing really well. People were watching it. So it feels 
interesting that it is not uh, going to get another season. And I think the the thing that surprises me, and I will leave my review of the show until we actually discuss this, but like it, the show came out two months ago. It was right. like competing against, I would say, one of Netflix's strongest competitors, which is Stranger Things. Right. Um, and and Umbrella Academy. Like, both of those right. just came, like, released again. Yeah, right? big heavy hitters. Yeah. So the, the data wasn't showing that people weren't watching it. But I right. think that this piece specifically, the showrunner from First Kill, is like, Netflix did absolutely no marketing for this show. And hmm. that makes it a lot harder to, one give us any sort of budget for it but also to make sure that it's being seen by the people that this was intended for and to be discussed so that sucks yeah that's definitely a blow absolutely Um, it's not fair so that's annoying um but we still are going to be watching it and discussing it I cannot find something in recent times that is more aligned to our whole thing. Right. Like literally our <laughs> interests all in one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Ugh, so pour one out for first kill. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did receive a, a comment from one of our listeners here. Hell yeah. Ms. Jaylene Ivishkov, who says that we should definitely read the vampire academy or no nope. no we're already we're doing, doing that, that. <laughs> we're already on it <laughs> the vampire diaries books they say i haven't read the books but i have watched the show and it's so bad it's good i think last episode we discussed the reboot yes um, and they say as far as for a reboot i don't think it's gonna happen since they made the originals i don't remember that but sure, I believe you. And then Legacies, which just ended. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I didn't even know it was still going on. So looks like we don't know anything. <laughs> Speaking of vampires, uh, are you ready for the pen ultimate chapters? No. <laughs> I pen badgely and ultimate. ultimate <laughs> pen badgely ultimate. Um, <sighs> uh, I guess I I'm scared and excited and also i'm gonna throw up (laughs) when okay here's what i remember um i remember leaving last week being in a lot of pain yes because dimitri was doing a chase of rose in a maze yeah rose finally got out of the vampire house Mm -hmm. out of the maze um she took off her ring yeah and was like Go, ghost friends. <laughs> Besties, I summon you. <laughs> <laughs> I choose you. Um, and that Dimitri did not like that. Rose, unsurprisingly, also did not like that. Uh, Rose was like, tell me you love me or I'm going to jump off this bridge and die, lol JK, but also I'm not kidding. Right. Um, <laughs> it's also not a joke. <laughs> Also, I'm not... See if I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and he was like, I am saying the wrong words. I think you're useful to me. <laughs> I think you're... I think your lipstick looks pretty. Right. Like, yep, yeah, bye. Wrong. Is your hair um, different? <laughs> <laughs> and 
so she like jumps and he's like no you can't die i need to decide when you die and he she was like ah ha ha you did exactly what i wanted you to do you fool and she says i love you and stabs him again but like theoretically for real though and he was like oh shit that's what i was supposed to say (laughs) no (laughs) damn it (laughs) damn it and then he falls down into the river and he's supposed to float away but we don't see it happen and then rose is like in the street trying to walk into the city but she's like on zero you know like when your phone's on one percent battery and it's like (laughs) hey if you do not give me on the charger in the next one sec like two seconds ago i'm gone right Um, that was her (laughs) this old couple finds her and is like hi are you dead and she's like yeah um can i have your phone though (laughs) and she calls sydney and then dies (laughs) But like, right. not, no. like <laughs> sort of yeah emotionally <laughs> dies emotionally and also dying. very close to physically dying yeah her adrenaline just stops at that point and these this old yeah. couple's like um hello <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll take you to the city <laughs> okay you look like roadkill and i think you right. just died in the back <laughs> of our car <laughs> hello (laughs) so that's what you missed on glee yeah uh so chapter 27 (laughs) we get sydney's back baby we're back sydney sweeney sydney (laughs) sydney sweeney with her fun her her love of cars she's here um they've reached the city she's there um with this dude a human um, and she's like, okay, that's probably like one of Sydney's, you know, hedge boys, like one of those kind of working guys. Harry Styles. But like, yeah. yeah, like he seems fine. He's not, he's just like chatting with the older couple. They're having a blast, whatever. Right. And so she's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. The old couple leaves. Let's get this party started. We're here. Right. I'm alive. Um, Confetti cannons. Yeah. And he's like, hey, can you walk? And she's like, you know what? Don't really have the answer for you on that one. Um, I guess we'll (laughs) find out. Yeah. (laughs) Let me circle back on that, actually, because I'm unsure. Right. Turns out she can. Not great, but she's, you know, she's doing her best. And they go into this, like, townhouse situation, and she just, like, fucking passes out in a bed. Yeah. She dies again. Whoops. Fully just face plants into a bed. Love it. Um, the Grim Reaper from The Sims is there. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and she wakes up to, like, kind of this, like, beautiful scene of, like, sunshine. And there's, like, okay, this, I'm alive. Cool. I made it. Great. Love or that. am I? Because this is never, I don't see right. sunshine. Like, like could this be, <laughs> yeah, like, could this be, like, a dream? Am I, you know, I what's going on? What I'm still thinking about the last words Dimitri said to me. I'm, like, kind of having a bad time. Um, what's going on, you know? Don't love this. Um, and guess who the fuck is there? Um, our good friend, Abe. It's been a while. It's been a minute since we've checked it on Abe, huh? Um, (laughs) um, and he's just like, hey, um. Hey, bestie. So, uh, how about you? Funny that you were still here, huh? When I told you very specifically. <laughs> yeah, you, you said we made an agreement that you were supposed to get the fuck out of here. Why are you in this bed almost dead? Right. And 
Rose is still on like two percent battery. Um, is still like an asshole, <laughs> and, and our, that's how you know Rose is back. You know, and she's like, "Well, technically, you should have like been a bit more specific because you said right. leave this city. You didn't say leave Russia. Um, I did leave. I did go somewhere else. So <laughs> I did. I did kind of fulfill my end of the agreement. I don't know if you really see eye to eye on that, but I I know what I did, and I think you I know was this right. Dude just wants to snap her neck, so right? <laughs> He's like, enough, goddamn. <laughs> um. And she's like, you could just send me on a fucking plane right now if you want, like, give me the U.S. He's like, I'm planning on it. That is the goal. I want you out of here. <laughs> I'm going to put you on a gurney right now. I swear to God. Um, and then we get Mark and Oksana in the room. And they like your vibe. They, right. They, they, they saw you from across the bar. And they really <laughs> like your energy. Um, and she notices that, like, oh, shit, I actually do feel better. Oksana must have, like, healed me. To some extent. Like, I definitely don't feel like I'm on death's door anymore, which is great for me. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I, you're not, like, at 100%, but, like, I did just enough. You're gonna be good in, like, a day or so. It'll be sick. Um, and then she immediately is like, fuck, wait, I gotta go right now because Liz is in danger. I've had a lot of other shit going on, but Liz is in a really bad spot, and I need to save Liz. Are you serious about that plane? Because I do need it. Like, Right, I actually, can we get a PJ up in here, actually? Can we just, like, fast track this? <laughs> Um, and she's like, fuck, I gotta go, like, right now. And Mark's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going anywhere. Like, you're not fully healed. You're of a long way to recovery. Um, and Abe is like, yeah, you also haven't told us the gossip of what you fucking learned. What, what happened? Why are you here? Like, tell me everything. Um, and Rose is freaking out. She's like, there's no time. I gotta be there, like, yesterday. Shit's going on. It's terrible. Um, it's my bond, babe. So obviously that's, like, really important to me. And I don't think she's gonna, like be okay it's really bad yeah um so get me to montana you can't just do this right if i die in the game i die for real so like can (laughs) i (laughs) go to montana right now right and abe is like you can't even like and they're like the plane is takes like it's a 20 hour flight in general like there's no shot you would even get there in any presumable amount of time if you want to get there now like it's impossible we're very far away from montana Right, and that doesn't even include the time difference. Like, Rose, you would need to time travel. Like, it's not, no. Yeah, and she's still down bad. So, like, none of these things are really working out. Great. Um, But she's like, oh, here's an idea. Let me just, like, check in, you know? Let me just, like, see how bad it is um, if, like, a day or two days would be enough time or, like, would be good enough for me to come then. And... That mm, didn't was not helpful for her and her state of mind. Yeah, she did get booted pretty quick. Yeah, she and but not before seeing like a very scary situation of Lissa essentially being on a like out like leaning out of a window, um, and like hearing from Avery and being like. Just do it. You know, that kind of energy, which is, like, not super great. Um, and Rose is like, fuck. She's being, she's compulsing her to do something bad to herself. And I have, like, seconds, not 48 hours to fucking right. fix this. Um, and then, obviously, Avery sees her and she's like, bitch, get out. I'm doing something. I'm working on something here. Get out. Um, and boots her immediately. Great. So not a great... Um, place to be in right <laughs> mentally um especially physically not a great spot um and so she's like fuck 
we need to do something like now. I can't even get on a plane. Um, what the fuck can I do? Like, I can't just keep going in because Avery's going to keep booting me. So I don't know how the, and I can't even speak to Lissa. Like, there's no, it's not a, that form of communication. So I don't know what the fuck I can do. The and only like, answer, obviously, yeah. is to call Adrian. And be right. Like, and she's like, let me call Adrian. Lissa's she, never supposed to be alone. She's supposed to have people. Where are her people? Right. And like, Lissa doesn't have her phone on her. She's like, fuck. And she's like, okay, let me call the next best thing, Adrian, and gets his voicemail, <laughs> which is like a very dramatic, like, ugh. I, I'm so sorry for like the you missed the pleasure of talking to me kind of energy. Um, call me back. I'll call you back. Whatever. I just like damn this, it. Nobody is reliable in this. Fucking- is the most unrealistic part of this because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be like I think 2007 2008. I yeah. can tell Rochelle was not in tune with the teens of the time because if she was, then she would remember that. All of the teens at the time had voicemails that faked you out. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. That would be the added to the layer of stress that Rose is already experiencing if it was like, just Rose like a actually <laughs> dropped dead at this point because what this actually would have played out with is Adrian's voicemail would have been like, Hey lover, and then it right. would have paused, right? And it would have yeah. gone like that until Rose realized, like, <laughs> you know, like a minute later, yeah, you know, leave your message at the beep, like faked you out. And it's right. like, <laughs> you know she would just combust. She would have, like, snapped the phone in half. <laughs> and then Rose is like, fuck, okay, all my lifelines are not fucking responding to me, and I can't do anything right now. What we can do is, Oksana, you got I know something you just interesting me, right? going on. I know, I know I you're. Owe you, but. But what if you do me one more solid? <laughs> um, you can go. You have a fun little quirk where you can go into someone's mind. And, like, touch their thoughts like you did to me. Right. Um, And she's like, you know, it's not, like, a thing I love doing, you know? It's not really, it's a like, yeah, necessity she really disgusted only. Yeah, she's like, that's kind of gross. Um, I feel, like, morally uh, against that idea. And also, like, she's far away. And also, I don't know her. It's easier to do. When it's someone I have, like, a relationship with and I'm also in a close proximity with because I can, like, get in there. If I'm just going right. for someone thousands and thousands of miles away, that doesn't really help. Like, I, it's a very hard barrier to do. And Rose is like, fuck. Like, we need – this is the only thing that will work. And, like, what if I – you go into my brain, <laughs> right? You touch my <laughs> little brain. You touch the, what's going on in there and my thoughts. Right. And then I do the bond and like maybe together we'll be powerful enough to do something or at least communicate in some sort of way. This is some real galaxy brain stuff. Yeah, this is like some girl boss planning of like, whoa, I haven't even thought about the And and nobody else in the room, too, was like, I've never heard of that even happening or being a thing. And Rose rightly is like, well, we haven't had as many spirit users and like people who know this kind of stuff in the similar room ever like it's very rare for that to happen so maybe we haven't just tried it yet so maybe it works you know maybe it could work yeah just watch us why don't you why don't you just have some faith here and like if it doesn't work then we're fucked anyway but like we might as well try exactly why don't we just use our last lifeline here and see what let's do it um and then oh this whole scene is a mess 
here's the thing. Very traumatic. It works. Like Rose. Totally. Yeah. To her credit, it does work. Right. She was right. Right. It's kind of like hard to figure out how or like in what capacity is because like she can feel Oksana in her brain. And then when she goes over into, right, (laughs) she goes over into Lissa's (laughs) brain, she feels like a presence there, but it's not like she's like talking to Oksana or like they're like in a a group chat together. You know what I mean? Like it's not like they're, they're both like there, but in different, like it's the weird space they take up in Lissa's brain. That's like interesting. Cause also like Avery is kind of there too, in a way. So it's like all these different like, like crowded spaces inside of Lissa's brain, like fighting each other and being like, hey. Yeah, I don't know how Lissa can honestly handle this when yeah. theoretically, right now in Lissa's brain, while she's standing on the edge of, like, on the ledge of a window right yeah. now, um, she has Avery, Rose, and Oksana also in her brain. Mm. Yeah. So this one, she's very strong. Right. As if she hasn't gone through enough. Lose it, you know, or both. (laughs) Right. And so Rose is trying to communicate to Oksana and doesn't work, but she notices that, like, Lissa can hear her. And she's like, that's interesting. What? Okay. I got got it. Right. We're we're somehow in here. Um, Right. We're having a direct line of communication. Cool. Hasn't happened before. Um, And she's like, shit. Okay. Yes. Great. I'm here. And also Avery, like, notices that, like, there's more, like, uh, commotion inside of Lissa's brain than usual. And she's like, fuck, let me boot you out. And it doesn't do anything. Like, they're still there. Which is Weird. interesting. And so she's like, okay, I'm talking to Lissa. We're actually talking to each other for, like, the first time in months. And this is a very stressful situation. This is kind of, like, a tender moment. But also, like, that, they're in go mode. Rose is like, okay, this, 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 let's go. <laughs> Uh, hey, we'll do pleasantries later. Much, <laughs> like, hey, um, I notice you're like in a very precarious situation. Mind just like stepping down a little bit, you know? Let's right. just get out the window and we'll like figure all that stuff ever. Uh, because Avery's trying to kill you. Um, don't worry about it. We'll talk about it later, okay? <laughs> um, and Lissa tries, but like it's really hard for her to do because Avery's like using compulsion on her. Um, and Oksana's, like, there, but not really, like, enough to, like, overpower it. She's kind of taking, like, more of a backseat role. She's kind of, like, being the mediator of, like, I got you in there. It's all you now. Like, I'm not going to, like, Thank actively God, honestly, there do anything. There should be an present. Right, exactly. It's, like, I'm just watching. You know, I'm going to be, like, monitoring. But I'm not going to, like, go in there because that's against, like, what I'm feeling is appropriate for me to be doing. Understandable. Right. This is... This is very interesting, yeah. This is, and I will say to Rochelle's credit, this is absolutely not where I expected, um, one, this book to go, and also how this, like, um, this book's, like, final boss moment to go. Yeah, right. For, uh, for this, for this chapter, at least, mm-hmm. to be mostly mental. Because it's yes. not... The big boss fight is not completely mental, but most of this chapter is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, thank God, you know, and we've said this several times, like, thank God that Rochelle is like a really good action writer mm-hmm. because this would not work if it was like, there are three, <laughs> there are three presences in Liz's brain 
Right. And there are two people technically in the room with Lissa right now. And two yes. people in Rose's room. Well, I mean, there's also other people there, right? But there's right. there's a battle happening in her brain. How do you actually write that? Yeah. And it's written, like, very well. Like, it makes a lot yeah. of sense of how this is done. Like, she gets, you know, obviously Liz has been drinking and stuff. So she's like, my compulsion stuff isn't as good as it was, especially against Avery. Um, but, like, just by talking with Rose and, like, building up the sort of willpower, like, manages to get off the ledge of the window which is great um and you'd think like that's the end right but and it's certainly terrifying. not <laughs> right avery is um very scary um and it's not great um of how uh just the and also like the way she's communicating in person right with lissa but also looking through lissa and like essentially looking at rose being like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you. I hate you. This is my time to shine, baby. Because um, it's not... And I think that's what's really scary about Avery as a as an antagonist is that mm-hmm. she doesn't necessarily want Lissa um, just for her royalty, like just for her power mm-hmm. societally. But she mainly just wants her for her, like, actual power. Right. And that's really fucked. Because I think that, like, um, how, here's my other question for you. How did you feel about when the psychic struggle moved from Lissa to just Rose? Oh. Like, into the, God, um, this, like, this into Galena's home. Scene. Yeah. So, like, essentially, like. Avery, like, gives death stares at Rose. Like, I know exactly what's going to fuck you up. Like, I know how to break you. You think you're yeah. strong? I got you. Um, and essentially sets Rose in a very realistic fantasy of Dimitri's alive. And also, he's not a Strigoi. And they've been dating for, they live together. And, like, they have a happy life. And, like, they hang out with Lissa. And they're, everything's beautiful. And, like, it feels real like the way she's describing it feels like this is actually happening and she just like woke up from a bad dream and into her actual life you know yeah and being and like oh in college and they live in pennsylvania right and it's a serene miles away from her and, and amazing like she wouldn't he would never have been a stragoy right and everyone bad. loves their relationship nobody has any problems it's all good everything has worked out and it's amazing and rose like falls for it to some extent because it feels so real and she's like fuck this is really good i have not seen this man like this in a really long time and this was like the ideal life that we wanted and it feels like it's happening and it's real um which is awful um this is one of my favorite things when any sort of media does this but i also i like i hate it so much because it hurts Um, Mm -hmm. When they do this type of illusion and the character realizes, like, there's no way that this could be real because it feels too good. Right. Exactly. It's like this happened because my life isn't this happy. And I'm like, I. okay, Nope. Yeah. I'm just going (laughs) to. I'm out. I'm out of here. Actually, I can't do this anymore. I'm too much in pain. I can't do this anymore. And so, like, she realizes that this is not the reality um she like kind of is shaking the feeling of it being like fuck like i have to listen we're 
priority is Lissa. I gotta get out of here. This isn't real. Um, and then it gets like really intense because it's like fake Dimitri, alive fake Dimitri. It's like, you're choosing Lissa over me. You always did that. Like, do you love her more than me? Whatever. And she's like, this isn't real. You're not real. And also, I love both of you. So fuck off. <laughs> okay. I have to go. I made a choice because Lissa's still here. And I gotta do whatever it takes to make sure she's yeah. still around. <sighs> Rochelle. There's a part two where she says, like, my life was doomed to always be about choosing between them. Yep. And I would like to ask who hurt you personally, Rochelle. Yeah. I have uh, questions. There's also a part uh, two where, like, right after she says, right after Rose says to fake Dimitri, like, I love you both, where she, one of the gayer things that she does in this chapter, mm-hmm. um, she says, like, I used all of my will to push myself back to Lissa and tear myself away from this fantasy. And it's like, okay. Um, and I, it hurts too. Cause she's like, that life was too easy. Right. Yeah. That too, <laughs> nah, too That's easy. too good. Too that good. was too good of a life. Um, no, could have stayed there the whole time. Sure. But that would have, you know what? I got shit to do. And also, it's really bad right now so yeah there <sighs> avery at this point is it's interesting because she's like visibly like sweating yeah um, from how much she's had to struggle at this point not just with lissa but also with rose to keep them mm-hmm. under control um yeah. and now her weird brother comes in uh and he's like very angry and yeah i thought it was interesting because avery's like you know what fine um, I don't need, need to, like, use psychic powers. I can just fucking physically fight you and kill you. Right. And that's basically where the chapter ends because Rose is like, hey, okay, so we did the mental work. Cool, cool, cool. I'm still going to be here. Um, you do have to physically fight now. So I'm going to help you with that. <laughs> I love that because this is like, uh, that's not my domain. So Right, exactly. Yeah. So chapter 28, she's like, what? I don't fight. I've never fought. Um, what am I gonna do? And Rose is like, no time, duck, go right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is and cute. I like this, this. This fight scene is so great because it's like Rose just obviously like operating at a delay here of being like, okay, I'm observing the situation. I have to communicate what will make sense to Lissa. Lissa has to like absorb the information and then physically do it. So like she's going like a little bit uh, slower. Um, here and Alyssa's also not a trained fighter so she's like trying her best out here to stay alive and really anytime Rose is like do you see an opening do you see a door just run just get out <laughs> if you don't have to fight just find a place to get out it's okay um, like it's find any door cross there's it's not just Rose and Lissa and then Avery and Reed but Simon they're Avery's like henchman also yeah. enters at some point and Oksana's like, all right, bring me into the ring. I got this. Right, I'm in. Let me go. Let me add him. <laughs> Tap me in. <laughs> and so it is wild to read where there is this like psychic fight that's turning physical and then there's also a physical fight that is happening as well. Yeah. And then also I think pretty early into this too adrian comes in he's like 
what is happening? Right. The whole gang is here. Everyone is yeah, just they're like. All fisticuffs. Right. It's like a whole brawl. I'm surprised like nobody from like campus security or something was like, what is happening right now? Right. We've heard like glass breaking and furniture right. falling. It's a lot of screaming. Like, what are you doing? The auras are off the charts over here. Like, what is going on? The magic right, exactly. being used here is wild. What's happening? God. This, what I thought was super interesting about this is it's not just like a actual physical fight that's happening, but there's a part of this where the spirit users, who are almost all of them, save Rose in the room, um, mm-hmm. are trying to like compel each other. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> where um, I think that like, I think it was Simon. Um, gets like there's multiple compulsions trying to happen to simon at once right um and they're not really and, talking to each other they're just like going no. for it <laughs> no they're not um and i think that like a lot of spirit magic had been blasted into him at some point uh-huh. and when that happened it got it got a little bit messy um and it like simon went down so all that stuff that had fried Simon went into Avery and mm-hmm. then it like fried her brain too. And it was like, uh, like a one, what? two punch. Yeah. It was right, pretty, exactly. the amount of energy charged in there, especially like with conflicting messaging. Cause they're like, you should, one of them's like compelling them to like leave the room or one of them's compelling them to go to sleep or one of them's compelling them to like do something else. And it's all just like his brain. I'm sure is just like, what's going on? <laughs> Ah, yeah, and just like fucking explodes basically, and like fries his brain, and then also like because a- Avery is like so using power from him, um, whatever. Like also she gets connected from it, and like they realize too that like it's because there's like also a bond there between Simon and Reed, right? Because Avery well, that's like the thing he- that Lissa didn't realize until right. this happened is that right. um, Simon. Or Avery was bonded to both Simon and Reed, which was right. why when they went down, all that magic flooded into her and like fried her. Mm-hmm. And Lisa was like, "Oh, you're not supposed to do that." Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. She was. She was a dark spirit user. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Makes sense. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's all coming together. That's why she was, that's why they were, like, nasty, uh, nasty, weird, creepy relationships between the two of them. Yeah. Ugh. And, like, Lissa obviously just collapses, and it's like, fuck, that was yeah. a lot. Um, I'm just gonna take a quick nap real quick and just, like, <laughs> say goodbye to Rose. Um, and they have this, like, nice interaction where she's like, you know, I have to, like, Rose is like, I have to go. Um, I'll be back soon. Um, I don't have any more is... quarters to enter in. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm actually out. It's gonna hang up soon, so. <laughs> and Liz is like, thanks for being there. Um, and Rose is like, you know what? Also, while I'm still here on the line, uh, tell Adrian that I'm proud of him. Oh my god. Which... I love the part, too, where Liz is like, will you be back? Like, when will you be back? And Rose is like, soon. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back soon. <laughs> soon. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh. Uh, and like she actually means it this time like this is actually real she's probably coming back (laughs) she's trying at least (laughs) 
I love that. I think that it was very wild. Um, very interesting. The other part that I thought was very wild about the end of this chapter too, is when Rose starts asking about the ring, um, that she was given and it's you Swiss Dragoy and Mark right. <laughs> like essentially sprays her with a water bottle and is like, it's like enough because <laughs> essentially she's like hey before I before we like finish this right um I have this like ring this Oxana's ring it's like really cool and sick um helps with the spirits and things but also like when Dimitri was touching it uh he kind of seemed not like a Dragoy um is it possible, maybe, to bring someone back um, to themselves through this kind of compulsion slash magic stuff? Like, yes, no. What's going on? And everyone's like, Rose, enough. <laughs> and also Rose herself was like, God damn it. Like, I can't be thinking about this. He's dead. It's over. Like, there's whatever. Um, but also being like, but like, there is this guy that like knows he was kind of known as like kind of an, a wacko, you know, wasn't really, um, but he did have like a theory about bringing someone a back from the dead and also like changing a strogoi back to a hampir or a human or whatever. Like that is something that has been talked about. Everyone kind of laughed him out of the room and thought that was impossible, but like he does exist. He is kind of like a wall and doesn't really have like a lot of connections to people. Um, hmm. Turns out the one soul connection to this man is our favorite man our favorite an- man and also rose's fucking enemy victor dashkov so he's back baby <laughs> he's back in the ring <laughs> the other thing too about this is that abe seems to know something about him yeah he's just like not saying anything he's just kind of like sitting in the back looking, being like, like he's just looking like he knows something which is yeah. a little, little weird. little interesting. Yeah. But then it just ends there. So theoretically, next week when we finish this book, last two chapters, Rose will theoretically go back home. Abe will finally be relaxed now that she'll be out of this country. Yeah. And maybe And then a, the series will end and then it'll be over again. Yeah, and then everything good will happen, and then the books will be over, and then we'll never have to think about um, the possibility of Dimitri or any other Victor Dashkov stuff ever again. Because it's After over. This, we finished there's it. Two more, right? Yes, there's two more books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we can just stop. We could just pretend. We could just like pretend. everything's good, and we don't have to. Doesn't have to be like this anymore. We don't have to feel this pain anymore. All right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Um, just a thought. You know what also <laughs> good? Yeah. So I would love to just shout into the world about how much we love our patrons. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Would you like to start us off? Yes. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. <laughs> Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Bow, 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 bow. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ooh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Bow, bow, bow. 
Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Ooh, thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. 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 Thank you to Clara Belikov. Ooh. Thank you to Katya Karp. Bam, bam, bam. Thank you to Hannah Dragomir. Ooh. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ooh. Thank you to Emerson Kurova. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ooh. Thank you to Tess Avery. Ow! Ooh. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, <gasps> your mom, <gasps> our mom, Kelly Beth. <gasps> mom! Mom! Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Thank you to Lara Forty. Ow, ow! Thank you to Dan Seklos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Ow, ow! Ooh. Ow. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Emily Ozera. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Ooh. Ow, ow, ow. I have a fanfiction that I found. Incredible. Love it. Uh, This is by the author Dobroy underscore Utro. This is titled The Bookshop. Okay. The summary is Dimitri Belikov is 25 and it's not that his life feels stagnant. It's just that he feels as though his soul has grown dusty, hidden away on a shelf like all the books around him. He longed to pull himself off the shelf brush the cover, and start anew. But for what? By now, stagnancy is his routine. And this is from chapter one. Hell yeah. He is talking with someone named Rose, weirdly enough. Interesting. (laughs) Considering this, he turns down another aisle, beckoning her to follow him as she peers at him confused. When he stops again, they are in front of the naturalist section of the store, one of their larger sections considering the booming outdoor culture in Montana. They had everything from peers and guides on plant and animal identification to hiking maps and fishing books. He sees her gaze at the section with admiration before pulling out a small guidebook on rock climbing in Montana. That explains the calluses. Get me out of here before I try and buy up everything. Dimitri laughs, offering to take the books to the register for her if she wants another second to look at the section. No, she insists, she'll be back. She just turned to leave after Dimitri rings her up when she abruptly turns back to him, much like she had when he'd first given her directions to the book. Rose, by the way. My name is Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose, he counters. Dimitri. Until next time, Dimitri, she responds, flipping her hair over her shoulder before walking out. Until next time, Rosa. End scene. Ugh, my heart can't do this. (laughs) I can't. The way, and I don't know, because I didn't look at the other chapters, but the way that this was giving it off, it reminded me a little bit 
of Joe Goldberg. So I don't know if that's how this is going. Of like, yeah, maybe that's the <laughs> right. Or if it was like I didn't exist as a person until I saw you, which is, I mean, that's also a little Joe Goldberg. So yeah. Um, so hey, <laughs> but if you, <laughs> um, if you need a a something to remind you of what Dimitri used to be like, there are plenty of fanfictions for you. Yeah, that's because that's all we need. We need that more than anything right now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, folks, here's what I'll say. Um, Tell your friends about the show. And if you ever need something to be like, I want to tell them about the show, but I don't know where to start. We have great onboarding episodes coming up for you in the next month. Yes, Just to kind of relax those in those dog days of summer so yeah. enjoy Hell um, yeah. but as we say here in the pacific northwest get bit and get whipped Ooh. Ooh. into the twilight is an earbud media production you can follow us on twitter at into the twilight or on tiktok at into the twilight show you can find me at cody corral on twitter and ally at alexandria does and you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight we have merch so much stuff all those links are in the episode description and make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform it really helps the show thanks bye You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.